1: Okay. okay
0: the the thing okay, how many how many this is the world record for you can't go I have to go conversations?
1: I just love the fact that in the course of this episode they have wrapped up five like seven storylines. They, they, basically they have just ignore the fact, that anything after season three till now has happened <laughs> <laughs> because none of it matters none of it matters on what oh well it none of it matters on this little show we call fear the walking dead and we are talking about that on this little show called zompocalypse now i am timothy harvey and i'm dustin and i'm curtis and the name of this episode that we are talking about, it is the sixth episode of season eight, the final season of Fear the Walking Dead. This is called Everything I See is Red. All I see is Red? Something yeah, like that. All I see is it Red. It doesn't
2: matter. All these episode names are stupid, and I don't understand all why All I, I see them.
1: is Red. All I see is Red. Now, here's... Uh, I was going to say, here's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> And the problem is that none of this makes a lick of sense. Not, not a thing. And I do appreciate how much at this late moment in the, sh- in the show, when there are like six episodes left or something in the entire run of the show, this complete acknowledgement that nothing matters. It just nothing matters. Oh, yeah. Nope. Well, you know, Fear of the Walking Dead gonna reboot,
2: and when Fear of the Walking Dead reboots, it reboots hard, motherfucker.
0: Yeah, it does. It control all <laughs> and, deletes, man.
2: And and you know, we got to the point we have seen these people through the nuclear apocalypse. Let's let them get their laurels and move on with our lives. And, uh, you know, if it means going back to season three when this
1: show was freaking awesome, I'm all for it. There are so many things wrong with this episode. And, and folks, this is Fear of the Walking Dead we were talking about. There are so many times where we have been watching this show and just gone, what the actual fuck? <laughs> and you got a
0: grade
2: on a curve, honestly, with, with this show. It's because it's like... Cause it goes, you know, the middling episodes, the ones at the very top of the bell curb, those don't even matter. It's the ones that are really awesome. And the ones that really suck that we get to deal.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. This, this had kind of a strange mix of awesome and suck. (laughs) Yes. Uh, There were lots of, there were lots of, I just, there were things like the editing, uh, when, uh, when morgan is going is entering his rage mode or his hulk mode whatever you want to call it he's entering a fit of rage yeah yeah and that and that they really did a, did a good job of storytelling how what that's like for morgan i thought that was pretty good uh although morgan is a goddamn maniac
1: yeah. although they use all of those scenes to plaster over The complete incoherence of any of the events in this episode,
2: right? We want to talk about things happening by magic as soon as Morgan ends in like enters a blackout, one of his red blackouts. Mm -hmm. Like, some crazy shit's gonna go down, and he is gonna end up somewhere weird. (laughs) So, let's let's talk about it. So,
0: it's like like he wakes up every day and takes a forget uh, me now,
2: right. So Morgan, Morgan's been having some issues in his toppy brains and, and he's starting to like black out and go into violent fits of rage again. And this is only exacerbated by the fact that he has been locked in the train car with the corpse of his, his dead, uh, did, were they even lovers? Did they even get to fuck once? Sure. It was all off camera though. Okay, sure. All right. So him and Grace is dead, and she they're locked in the train car. And so he goes into one of his blackouts, and we start the episode with Madison, like, fending him off from killing her. Because he's gone into a rage blackout and killed all the walkers that had been surrounding the train car. Morgan is like, I don't know what happened. This happens to me sometimes when I get extra upset. And so Madison is like, well, let's go back in the train car and like figure it out because we need to go and find Ren slash Mo because she has gone off on the craziest suicide mission to ever suicide mission. And so they go into the car and Grace's body is gone and there's all sorts of crazy writing on the walls. And Madison is like, hey, Morgan, when would you do this? And he's like,
1: I don't know. Grace's body isn't gone. That smear on the ground is what's left of Grace's head. Oh. Because Morgan painted the wall with her blood. I
2: wasn't paying that close of attention.
1: Well, I was I just s- noticed she was wasn't there
2: anymore because I they couldn't s- pay that actress to lie on the floor.
1: <laughs> I want to know where you got the brush because those are brush marks on the walls. That's not hand marks to write those letters that's brush strokes i'm just like where's the brush
2: so they decide we have to go and try and rescue our dumb children all these dumb children we keep adopting we got to go rescue them from the shipyard where they are surely going to die but when they get to the shipyard it looks pretty cleared out like those kids did a good job Uh, except for like some, some walkers start walking up. And when that happens it it sends, uh, sends Morgan back into a rage and he goes and he starts killing, killing walkers until the walkers turn into Daniel's little army of disgruntled, the disgruntled PTA. Mm -hmm. And so he stops again. He's like, I don't know. I guess I've just gone crazy again. You know, which is always
1: fun. (laughs) I'm trying to figure out exactly how we're supposed to think any of these things are possible with any of these groups, because we saw like so many people the first time we saw Padre, right? We saw. Yeah. And now it's like 12 kids. And there's like 10 parents. And I'm thinking to myself, where the hell is everybody else?
2: Well, I mean, you got to use camera. (laughs) It's, yeah, it's all, they're all in the woods behind us. And it's, you know, it's like demographic math. Like Dove, Dove is really like 10 people. And that kid Hawk who was like yelled at her sometimes, he's 10 people. Like everybody that you see on camera, just assume there are 10 people standing off camera for every one of those people. And the thing that irritated that I almost like threw my hands in the air and screamed into the heavens is they get to the shipyard and they're like well where do we go now there's where are the kids now and somebody is like well you know padre's been evacuated because they think that the that the walkers are gonna roll up on shore of padre and i was just like what another place we're gonna quit another place perfectly functional society
1: we're just going to not be there anymore. Trying to figure out the in the amount of time that it took apparently for the 12 kids to what? Which we all know means 120. Right. Cleaned out a, a what, a, a all of the walkers or at least enough of not
2: the- all they they did get overwhelmed they do find out that the kids got overwhelmed uh most slash wren decided to take the walkers into the swamps in the hopes that they would get bogged down but it right. has just proven to be more dangerous there right but the whole point of cleaning out the
1: walkers was what so that they could get to those 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 sweet sweet storage containers buddy Sure. Then we find out that the storage containers had been moved to a boat.
2: Yeah, all the ones that could be moved to a boat were moved to the boat. You know, with all them cranes they
1: have. (laughs) Right. It's like, how? How was this done? And and yet we see all these crates there. Were these the first crates, like, right in front? Because that seems like it would have been easier to get to if they were the first crates right in front. And if they weren't the first crates... White in front, where, how, what the, how
0: did the, I don't, whatever they did, I'm sure Shrike was in charge of it because her ineffectual pudding balls brother is, is just, he's the worst.
2: And it's never going to matter. It's never going to matter how they got all those shipping containers on that. Uh, freighter that they now have uh, conveniently uh, docked out in the bay. Uh, we'll never know and it doesn't matter and we just have to skip, we have to move on with our lives. We have to move on with our lives because we're going to get to the greatest scene ever by the end of this episode and uh, we can't be bogged down with details like where did they certify one of these babies to, to drive one of those giant cranes and uh or like <laughs> how they who 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 went and dug up the desiccated corpse of tom hanks to be the ship captain of that freighter we don't we can't we can't <laughs> tarry here any longer because ren slash mo is in the in the swamp because everything's got to come full circle we've got to go back where we started again and again and again and again yeah
0: right. um I wonder if they start every, if they be, if, if the writers sit down, um, and let's just, let's just name them, Tony Moore and Charlie Adler, right? Presumably they're in a room and they probably do a little ritual for Robert Kirkman before every meeting. Oh, Oh, Robert Kirkman. And then, um, uh, they sit down and they say, OK, what did we fuck up so bad that we have to just disregard this time? And uh, and one of them said, well, shipping containers. OK, we'll just put those on a fucking boat. Nobody cares. Yeah. And, you know, and, and they both probably looked at each other and go, well, you know, Walking Dead is the only job we're ever going to have. So, yeah, let's just do that. and it's true both Tony Moore and Charlie Adler really the by far the majority of their careers just walking dead writing so I blame them blame them and I resent them
1: I think they had an unenviable task here where they're just told like Hey, you got to wrap up this whole thing. All of this has just got to yeah. come to an end, and you got to do it in one episode. And because we got to clear the slate, so because
2: Lenny James is not going to stick around. Lenny James has a plane ticket and a hard out.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I tell you what, it's like it's like in season one they they opened an ice cream shop. Let's just go with a the metaphor. They opened an ice cream shop, and by by season eight. Um, the ice cream shop is now somehow just a place where people go and they they throw glass bottles on the wall. There's no and by ice- the
2: end of the episode, it's an ice cream shop again.
0: <laughs> There's no memory of the ice cream shop. It's just people running around throwing shit. So,
2: okay, all right. So let's move on. Um, so Morgan is like, take them to the houseboat, and uh. and Madison is like oh I remember where that is and he's like do you really and she's like not really but it's only one of the three sets that we have this this uh, set of episodes so I'm sure I'll be able to find it again uh, but he decides he's going to go off by himself to find Ren slash Mo so he runs off <laughs> he runs off with all the soldiers and stuff they all go together but then he has another one of his little tantrums and the next seat is him up to his chin in quicksand. <laughs> <laughs> I was
0: like, quicksand?
2: He's got his axe with him, and the axe is buried into one of Madison's uh, air containers. So it's like, okay, I can kind of glom, like, piece together what kind of happened here. Uh,
0: but it's like, where? It's like, it's like waking up with a tricycle stuck to the grill of your car i don't (laughs) i don't remember doing that (laughs) Uh,
2: meanwhile while all of this is going on june and sherry and dwight are sitting at the bedside of finch as he slowly succumbs to his zombie bite and nothing important happens there except that Dwight is about to go and find Shrike because she's like wandering out in the woods and murder her ass. And June's like, you know what? You stay here with your son while he succumbs to death and I will go and murder Shrike for you. And Dwight's like, oh, this sounds like a good deal. And so June heads off. Later, uh, we will catch up with them again but I thought I'd mention it right there that that kind of happens in the middle of all this stuff. Right. Yep. Where are we? Oh, it doesn't matter. Oh, we were about to get the swamp. So they all get to the swamp and Morgan has more like, you know, emotional moments. And he finally catches up with Mo and he almost tries and kills her in one of his rages. And she's like, why did you come out here? And he's like to rescue you. And she's like, I had to stab you to keep you from killing me. And he's like, oops. <laughs> so, they go and find the house oh, oh then he blacks out again and the next thing you know they're in the houseboat which has sunk is like chest deep of of water oh and he's stabbed in the chest she stabs him in the chest with a knife and at first it's like Gushing blood, and you're like, "Oh no!" And he even calls Madison. And is like, "Hey, I've been stabbed, and I'm really wounded." And then he has his little blackout, and he wakes up in chest chest high brackish water in a houseboat, completely fine. That
1: is a flesh wound now. Yeah, both of you uh, raised the point that was it sepsis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, she
2: just gave him sepsis. <laughs> like that's like she's. Well, you know, in in the in the seminal work on the zombie apocalypse, uh, the zombie survival guide, uh, which uh, was was written by what's his name, Mel Brooks's son, uh, they they say that what kills you isn't necessarily the bite; it's the just everything that comes from having a dead something dead bore into you, like all of the. Decay and all of that immediately causes an infection, and that's what
1: kills you. But hey, you know, this would it require applying logic and actual biology to the Walking Dead universe. And really, and we're not going to start that shit now. Yeah, yeah, we just had, we just had like nuclear winter last season, and everybody's fine. So, okay,
0: guys, I, I admittedly, I wasn't really paying attention just now because that's why I just transcript for this episode so now at my leisure i can go count how many times they had this conversation i gotta stop her listen you need to get out of my way no you're gonna get yourself killed i can't lose her it's gonna be 25 probably <laughs> yeah
2: six 60 to 700
1: <laughs>
2: 11 billion i feel like part of me feels like nothing that happens in this this episode is important. Like, I feel like like they have just put such a bow on it that, like, I don't even care to talk about it anymore. Like, okay, so, so then there's this insane, like, three-way standoff between the Padre kids and Daniel and the PTA. <laughs> then all of these uh soldiers that are with shrike's goony brother all of a sudden where it's like we're gonna all shoot you no you're not you won't shoot us but we'll shoot you well i guess we're just all gonna stand here and look at each other the, but somebody starts shooting and morgan uh is able to signal to madison and so she hops in a boat and goes off to save him and ren mo from the house
1: by rowing by, by rowing by rowing her way there i don't know if you've ever rowed before if you've ever been in a, ever like gotten a into a boat with a paddle and just tried to get somewhere in a hurry, no. But hey, it's everything's five feet away from everything else in the Walking Dead universe. So, did you
0: did you go did you go uh, like on a float trip or something? You ever been on one of them? Not in a long time. I just don't think there's any way to to row down of any kind of river or swamp in some other way than a leisurely fashion and yeah. then, there's and no also, hurrying when you're in a rowboat yeah and it's, and it's and it's and it's you're riding
1: a snake it might take you 15 miles to get two miles you know well and there's a motor on the back of this boat but there's never any explanation as to why it's not used i mean nobody even says i'm sure she just kicked off and we're supposed to infer that she starts it once the commercial break starts but we see her later rowing because it's like where are you, Madison? I'm on my way, Morgan. I'm hurrying as fast as I can. And I'm like okay. in my rowboat. In, in my, my, rowboat. my asthma. <laughs> I stood next to a fire one time and now I need oxygen. Yeah, she's been without oxygen most of this episode. And somehow she manages to pull through nonetheless. So I have this weird feeling that the
2: that that Madison needs oxygen thing is gonna slowly kind of peter out. <laughs> like, um, like, like the dangers of radiation poisoning. Right. It's by by the by the third episode of the next after it comes back from the break. They're not going to mention. Be, but what oxygen? Madison doesn't need oxygen. She's in Madison.
1: She's here to kill you. She's going to discover it was psychological. And right. since this show treats actual psychological damage like a thing you could just stop having, folks. Morgan goes on. Blind rages where he is a danger to everyone around him multiple times in this episode, but by the end we're supposed to go oh he's fine now. That's not how anything works, ever. Oh, it's terrifying. He's with a small child now.
2: They start having, Ren slash Mo and Morgan are in this place, and he's like, I was going to let you go. And she's like, well, why didn't you? I have been trying to get away from you. And, And he's like, but you can't get away from me if you're just running away from your problems. And she's like, we are in chest deep, brackish water in a sinking houseboat your rescue attempt has failed spectacularly and you can't even help me because every time you try and kill a walker you go crazy and try and kill me too and so she's having to do all of the heavy lifting of like killing all of the walkers that come in the place but she's getting really good at it
1: your reminder that she is eight I mean she's yes. she's not played by an eight-year-old because this is clearly a teenager but the character is is eight eight years old
0: listen i i uh i, I was camping this weekend and there there was an eight-year-old among us and um, and uh what uh, wisdom she, did they impart just a, just the cutest little eight eight-year-old gal and uh i was telling her stories and 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 not once did she have a moral argument for any of the nonsense that i was that i was i mean nothing nothing i was telling her this stuff i made up made up a character named pizza joe and, I, and it's ridiculous and i told her the whole story and never once did she, was she like i have to go now
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, i'm not doing this i'm not doing this with you curtis yeah 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 she, i mean God dang, and then I guess nobody in in uh, Zombie Land has ADHD because, if, um yeah, that would that'd be a nice little twist. I found out this weekend. Good Lord,
2: Morgan and Ren slash Mo somehow. Oh, oh, so Madison radios and she's like, "I'm not going to make it. My robot's not going to make it, and I need some oxygen." And morgan's like oh that reminds me i stole oxygen from you earlier uh in this season and also i just so happen to have a mask here that's prepared for scuba
0: oh oh if you remember back that was the uh that was the oxygen tank that was irreparably broken and they had to discard it and then was it yeah and then uh morgan smacks it on the wall and is just miraculously fixed well it's
2: about to get better because he turns to ren slash mo and says hello eight-year-old girl who probably can barely swim what you're (laughs) going to need to do is take this oxygen mask and this a tube of oxygen connect them in such a way to where air will be flowing into the mask and not pouring out into the brackish water and then you're going to put that on your face and you're going to swim through the legs of the walkers until you get quote unquote someplace safe
0: if they could find one of those they would have done it in season one and this shit would be over yeah
2: and, and you will be fine. And red slash was like, sure. That sounds like a skill
0: set. I would have, <laughs> and- <laughs> he doesn't give her the training seminar. What you're holding in front of you is called a scuba device. That's a self-contained underwater breathing apparatus. You will respect your breathing device it didn't happen no. like that it well was no so because prettier. he goes
2: into one of his fugues he has a red blackout so yeah. we don't know how it had what he tells her or what he did he is just stumbles up on the shore and ren slash mo is gone and morgan and madison are like what's going on just in time for shrike to show up oh Oh, we, for, we, we skipped the whole part where where Shrike's daddy walker has, <laughs> uh, has, they figured out somehow that all the coordinates to all the places that he wanted to see communities were in his binoculars through a leap of logic I cannot fathom.
0: I guess he had had like a serious drinking problem because he had to get some of those binoculars that have the drinking compartment in it that you take to but football I games guess you know? he
2: did say i guess he did say that he was gonna that he liked those because he felt like he was looking into the future and if he had the coordinates in there all along it's like a stupid little i don't know i'm just i'm just throwing words i'm just using words <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm completely buying the fact that it's the only place the coordinates were right that, only that, place that were, could have been there was he wouldn't no kept them. place they were on file there was There was no other place that someone had just like wrote them down that this military operation kept no records because- Well, Tim, you have got to remember
2: that whenever the people went out to do anything, every single adult had to go. So they didn't leave a file clerk. They didn't leave a secretary who was paying attention to where all the documents were every adult had to go and so the teenagers didn't know where to look for the thing he climbs out of the water all zombified and shrike starts crying and she's like daddy i love you i miss you and allows him to just devour her while then then morgan goes over there and like pulls the binoculars off of off of the walker dad and uh madison goes over there with a big old hammer and just like bashes his brains in and then they're like well what are we gonna do with her so they give her to june they
0: give her to june which i just loved oh man um but we'll, again,
1: again, we'll get See, there we'll come back yeah, to yeah, p- we'll come back to june I, yeah, I we'll have get thoughts. It. they go
2: back to where all of the padre people have subdued the pta and Ren slash Mo is there. She like walks up. Hey guys, what's going on? You
0: know what's happening, and, yo?
2: Uh, Shrike's brother Albatross is there, and he's in like some fake ass armor, and he's like, "We're gonna kill all these grown-ups and and so he's like giving the order to these teenagers to shoot adults in the back of the head, full well knowing that these adults claim to be their parents who have tried unsuccessfully to rescue them from Padre. And shocker of shocker, none of the children can kill somebody. And I loved Daniel's thing. It's like, it's really hard to convince a kid to kill somebody. <laughs> you know, believe me.
1: I know. <laughs> the girl who is who has been Moe's like, mentor person. Dove is just the worst. Just, I mean, the fact that we see her later and everyone's like, she's like, so what do we do now? It's like, well, you, you, we drown. (laughs) Because we can't trust you. You're a psychopath. Because you're like, kill them. Kill them all. Kill them all now. I want want to see their blood. I want to bathe in their blood. It's like, whoa, 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 Mm. whoa. (laughs) Calm down
2: well you know she was the first one to find out that her parents were dead her mother had died trying to rescue her and so that really disillusioned her
0: so, so and all these
1: her moms dead so everybody else's parents have to die
0: making that's chi-
1: how it goes fair is fair tim
0: <laughs> making a child kill for the first time is harder than you think is what reuben says yeah, and then he goes on when i was young i was in the exact same position you're in right now and i was like what a shit childhood you had that was way before all of this
2: well he was in the sandinistas don't you remember that
0: (laughs) yeah i do i do but i didn't realize he had an origin story oh oh yeah
1: man
2: daniel was a child soldier who rose up through the ranks to be the chief a torturer for his little tin pot des- despot that he worked for. Then he got his wife, his wife got pregnant. And so he and his his wife uh, absconded to America under the cover of night uh, and then hid out in Los Angeles as a barber and his wife for many decades before all of his skills became useful again.
1: Yeah, I mean, we he's been on a redemption arc for a while. And this was nice to have him let him have that moment. It was one of the few good moments in this episode because, well, Ruben Blaze is always just a joy. Yeah. And then then Renslash
2: Mo has to 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 jump in and squash it. Cause she's like, We don't have to do this. We can she like gives a rousing speech and like the kids decide not to kill the grown-ups. Oh,
1: there's this whole bit where and where... for the longest
0: time I lost since I lost my wife and son, I lost myself. And then when your mom died, it started all over again. He was, he was preaching. He was preaching real yeah. hard. <laughs> it was very moving. Some of these, I'm, I'm going to credit where credit's due. Some of these monologues were fantastic. Especially, oh, yeah. especially uh, uh, Morgan's monologues, because that guy is just on fire.
1: Oh, Lenny James, without any shadow of a doubt, is an amazing actor. And the fact that any of the stuff with Morgan works is because Lenny James can take really terrible dialogue and make it work.
0: I found myself thinking, God, I wish, I wish in uh, Iron Man 2, they would have replaced the original, uh, I don't know, Freedom Soldier, whatever that guy's name. You know, when he did that first movie and and then they put Don Cheadle in there, who I don't, I don't what anyone else's opinion is i think that guy is a bag of sand as far as acting goes they should have put they should have put lenny in there he'd have been amazing
2: and i think that that what lenny james does is very very similar to what oh gosh kim dickens does because lenny james infuses these bonkers lines with such a sense of pathos and emotion like he can say the craziest stuff with that tremor in his voice that makes you kind of believe it yeah and i think kim dickens does the opposite because her voice like she adds just this little twinge of like sarcasm to the things Mm. that she says to where it's like it becomes believable because it's like, oh, she doesn't mean it that way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, her subtext is really great. Yeah.
2: Anyway, so all the kids decide to not kill all the
1: grownups. And oh wait, more wait,
2: before. Well, I don't.
1: Uh, Shrike's worthless brother actually sits there and tries to use "What is your name?" with one of the guys. The guy, what, Hawk? I guess yeah he's like he's like what is your name my name is Hawk I was just waiting for the kid to go my name's Brian (laughs) my name's been Brian ever since I remember my real name it's Brian honestly would have been a lot better than this I mean this whole scene after (laughs) relentlessly
0: dumb after all of that bullshit, too after all of the time when Lenny's trying to explain uh what Morgan's trying to explain to Mo that he's ready to let her go yeah and then she's like i don't want to just remember you i want to be with you now because i'm fickle
2: (laughs) she's eight eight. she cannot be allowed to make these decisions you don't understand just because it's a zombie apocalypse she is still an eight-year-old and she has to be under the care and guidance of a grown adult maybe it shouldn't be morgan because he's crazy but it needs to be a grown
0: adult she cannot be making these decisions on her own No, she she hell. As far as forward thinking decision making, she can only go about fifteen minutes in front of herself.
2: And not only that, I mean, back in the olden days of the wild wild west, they still didn't let eight eight year olds go and like tend their own farms. Eight year olds (laughs) were still considered children. They had maybe you had to put your dog down after it got bit by a coyote, but you were still eight, and you had to go home to Ma and Pa.
0: maybe you'd get to drive a cart maybe maybe yeah
1: yeah. anyway you'd definitely be hooking horses up to carts yes madison and morgan show up and he gives his speech and he's like oh and here's the coordinates you can just have them and nobody wants to believe that he's just gonna give him the coordinates he's like no 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 seriously here (laughs) what do you want it's stupid and it's over
2: it's stupid and it's over because because later the next the next big scene with, with those, this whole group is they've kind of integrated in together. And instead of going to see new communities, what they're going to do is Madison is going to stay as, their, as kind of their leader. They're all going to go back to Padre, which thank fucking Jesus, <laughs> because if they just like abandoned another fully functional society, they could have sustained all of them. I would have lost my mind.
1: but it would have been completely on brand for this show I know
2: yeah we evacuated the completely defensible island that we've all been on for 12 years uh, on a whim and now we're going to go wander around the desert with Madison for a year (sighs) so anyway they decide to stay on Padre and try and like reconnect these families and make Padre what it should have been in the first place. They got a boat. They got a freighter with stuff on it that they can maybe see in other communities later. But this is this is priority
1: numero uno. This is of course something they will completely ignore in the final episodes of this season because this is fear of the Walking Dead and it's deeply deeply dumb. But for now, anyway, there's a future. It's bright. Well, it wasn't so, so let's bright for
2: Let's Yeah, let's go back and take care of, of the best storyline. Yeah. Um, so poor little Finch is dying. And <laughs> poor little Shrike has been bitten. And she, June has been given Shrike. And she has hooked her up in the, in the train car to the weird dental chair with the zombie head on it. Yep. And Shrike is, like, freaking out. And she's like, you've got the cure. Give me the radiation. It'll save my life. And and June's like, ah, I don't think you. It's not gonna work. It doesn't hey, work.
0: You kind of gotta read the room here, lady. <laughs> yeah,
2: I'm not. I'm not super into rescuing you. uh So she calls Dwight and sherry and she's like, "So what do you want me to do with her?" And they're like, ah, "Well, you gotta kill her, right? Yeah, we gotta kill her. How about?" we let Finch decide because he's eight and it's his make a wish.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> he's like, daddy, daddy, don't, don't be mean or whatever. Yeah. I can't
2: Yeah. He says, he says no one should have to live through this. And so Dwight tells June to make it quick and painless, but before June can do anything, Albatross shows up and June leaves him and Shrike together crying in the train car saying they're sorry to each other because they're both dumb and she goes and joins the rest of the pta so june's kind of done but what we really get is after finch dies sherry and dwight have this conversation that is just just so sweet and so lovely i loved it so much (laughs) (laughs) because like that toxic couple that you have known those friends that you know where they just it's like god damn it how they must they must their sex that they have together must be explosive multiple orgasms for everybody because there is no way these people should be together and then you find out that they broke up and they're like totally fine now. They're like, yeah, we broke up. It was obvious that this was not, this has gone too far, right? Like,
0: yeah, let's put an end to
2: it. Yeah. That's essentially what they say too. It's like, Sherry, they, they, Barry Finch and, and, and Dwight's like, hey, listen, this, this has just been real rough for like the last eight or so years. So <laughs> I think, I think we just need to like, take a step back from this whole star-crossed lovers thing that has never worked for us. Maybe not see each other anymore. And Sherry's like, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: you say that, you say that. And we're laughing, but Dustin was literally through the microphone going, what the actual fuck? (laughs) Because it was like, you know, yeah, yeah, it's become obvious to all of us that this has just not worked.
2: Like none of this was, this was what we wanted to happen. It just turns out these characters have these two actors, these poor actors. I felt so bad because they made Sherry such an insane shrew. Like Lori was bad, but Sherry takes the cake for just like wishy washyness, like mean, just bitter meanness, just so awful. This care I felt so bad for this actress who had to play this just flappet lipped cow for seven years, and then poor Dwight, that guy, just the hang dog mopeiest like. Oh, I love her, you know. She's, she's uh, the queen of the crows, and she feasts on the on the dead. But, you know, what are you gonna do, <laughs> love her. And it was just like none of the things that made these two characters, could have made these two characters interesting gelled together. The idea, like I remember at the end of last season when they both kind of floated the idea of leaving the rest of the group and becoming highwaymen together. I thought that would have been really cool. I would have watched a Dwight and Sherry episode every once in a while that was just them off being like robbing from the rich, giving to the poor or whatever. I would have loved that, but no they had to keep them in this oh i love you but we're bad for each other for another 6 episodes mm-hmm. right but then at the end at the end they're just like so where are you going and 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 Dwight's like i guess i could go back to virginia see if anybody's still there any of those guys and Sherry's like great tell them all the fuck off cuz i think i'm just going to like burst into a thousand crows and fly back to mordor <laughs> and uh... <laughs> I just hated her. I hated her. And I tried, I read a really, really good article a couple of years ago about how strong female characters tend to be misconstrued as like shrewish or like coming down on the man or whatever. Like, the, you know, if a woman is a strong, independent woman and she's married to a, a man and he's kind of a goof, she's got to be the one, especially on TV, she's got to be the one to, like, straighten up and fly right. And you have characters like Skyler from Breaking Bad and uh, Jade from Parenthood and all these women. Lori even falls into this category of, like, I've got to keep these boys in line and so I've got to be a shrew about it. This, the whole crux of this article was how it's not fair, not even to, to the character, but especially not to the actress who has to play that character. Right. To, to put that on her and to like, but fucking Sherry was horrible from the beginning. Like, there was not, they never tried to make her have any kind of redeeming qualities.
0: I, f- I feel like I'm at her eulogy right now. I feel, <laughs> right. I feel like you're giving the most accurate eulogy. Great.
2: So anyway, those two decide to go off their separate ways. And good riddance. Like, I hope that I never have to look upon Dwight or Sherry's face ever again.
0: Nope. Not ever again. Nope. You're gonna
1: they're cleaning out everybody except for June, who came onto the show after Madison quote unquote died. And it's just a big reset. Right. They're rebooting again.
2: Six more episodes. This show's gonna be sci-fi now. I'm gonna be on a space station with aliens.
0: Oh man, I would love that so much. So I anyway, know, just like that sounds really cool.
2: <laughs> so yeah, then more we flip back over to Morgan. He's buried a bunch of bodies, and he has this monologue where he talks to Grace about, you know, or no, he talks to the guy who taught him keto
1: in the first place. Yeah, so this is the cabin where. Back when Morgan was like coming apart, he came across this guy, Emerson or whatever. Yeah. And and he he's the guy who helped Morgan get some control over his emotional state. And he taught him when we when we saw Morgan after this, he had taken that pacifistic route, right? Yeah. And and so this is the place where he learned to control himself and he learned to he learned to def, to fight really well in a defensive way and so this is a really important place for morgan and that's great And this is where he's burying grace and where he has bonded with his daughter because it's taken at least five ten minutes to get from padre to here so they've had plenty of time to talk and bond uh because remember that the amount of time that has actually passed since Morgan um, reconnected with Mo in the first place is incredibly vague and nebulous. But it can't be more than like a month Nothing, and that's probably stretching it Nothing in this show has taken very long For any of this stuff to happen No, no, absolutely
2: not I think that, yeah, maybe six weeks And that's being that's being
1: very generous
2: <laughs> On the outside And that's yeah. like not including the time However long it took for them to walk to that cabin How did Morgan even find it again? There's only five things in Georgia I forgot, I'm sorry So they decide that they are going to head back up towards Virginia and see if they can't find Rick and the team because, you know, Morgan wants to go and, like, make sure they're all okay after abandoning them for
1: eight years. And luckily, of course, walkie-talkies have infinite range so that he can start doing... okay it was a nice callback to him doing the 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 radio call that you know hey this i'm leaving this message for rick grimes and and that was kind of a nice little callback but it just again reinforces the fact that there is no way that that rick could hear you morgan not how any of this works and it's
2: especially funny because like he's got a very interesting (laughs) he's gonna show back up and and like what happened here (laughs) <laughs>
1: yeah yeah. so
2: It'll- the episode ends with a mysterious person listening to a radio broadcast that Madison is making inviting people to join her at Padre and saying that Padre's been been uh, over overthrown and uh, new people are in charge and it is now we're going to try and make it safe. And the person who is listening to this is packing up their rucksack and they're putting things in their rucksack like a ball peen hammer and some
0: sunglasses. And oh, it's Alicia's arm. Yeah, I've been
1: racking my brain to figure out who this person is. Oh, well, I know who they want us to think it is. Okay, so there's a couple of things we we need to deal with in this scene. First of all, the sunglasses is the closest we have got to victor strand this entire season
2: oh were those victor sunglasses
1: yeah six episodes of this show and victor's sunglasses are the closest we've gotten of colvin domingo
2: i'm guessing maybe the other thing that i didn't notice before was
1: like a, a maybe a nick thing maybe the arm very much indicate that Alicia's dead. Ah, fuck, bummer. I hope not. I mean, cuz well, I mean, you'd think that she would have like kept her arm. Yeah. So, there's that. Uh, I mean, she was kind of like bitten by a zombie.
2: But she got better, Tim. Uh-huh. She got a blowout.
1: <laughs> I'm pretty sure the <laughs> and- last time we saw her was her like dying vision? I don't think so. I think that I still hold
2: out hope, especially knowing that this is the last season that she is going to come back and have a reun- be able to be reunited with her mother.
1: That would be lovely, but that's not. Signs are pointing to no. But who is this supposed to be? Who is our mystery uh, antagonist? They want us to think. So once upon a time, there was a lunatic on this show and it wasn't Madison. <laughs> well, that's putting the cart okay. before the horse. In, in addition yeah. to Madison. Right. He was deeply, deeply entertaining. We hated him a lot but he was a lot of fun to be as crazy as he was and his name was troy and there was a damn well no we
2: got to go back a little bit troy was the son of a militant like white supremacist who had a compound in like wyoming or something troy was one there was the good son whose name was like Biff or something stupid. Mm -hmm. And then there was Troy, and Troy was the fuck-up son. Troy was the fuck-up son because he had severe mental illness. And nobody wanted to acknowledge or help poor Troy with his severe mental illness. The closest we got was Madison kind of took him under her wing a little bit and, like, tried to steer him into not being so crazy. It didn't work. And so... She bludgeoned him to death. She she got what she needed out of him and then bludgeoned him to death uh, with a ball-peen hammer under a dam.
1: And it was a moment of sheer beauty. It was. As we got to watch Madison just bash his head in. What Madison did with the hammer to his skull uh, is what we call fatal. Yes. Then... She caved his fucking eye in. Then... Um, the dam that his body was in at the time kind of got blown up they want us to think it's troy but i'm the hand wavium that's got to happen here for for troy to be back from the dead is you know what i can handle it for six
2: episodes it is i can handle it for six episodes we'll see i mean it's that's who
1: they want us to think it is. There's a certain amount of, I don't know, appeal to bringing back one of the best villains this show has ever had. Um, on the other hand, let's consider the time frame. It's been 10 years since <laughs> this, these events happened. And North America is a fairly large actual space. They were in
2: Mexico when he lost, if, if this is him, they were in Mexico when he uh, when when the dam blew up.
1: So I don't know how the holy hell he would have tracked her down. It's so dumb. It might actually be brilliant.
2: And we'll see you in a couple of weeks when the show comes back.
0: Yeah. In the meanwhile, whilst, we will do. Uh, we will try to get caught up with um uh stupid New York Walking Dead, won't we? Yes.
1: Yes, we will be returning to Walking Dead, Dead City, where Negan and Maggie take Manhattan. There will probably be a musical episode and um because it's fine, I hope right? so. You know, can... and uh, Lenny James is an absolute treasure. He is a wonderful actor, but I am not sorry to see him go from this show. A week or June, and I cannot lie. He's just Morgan has not been a great fit for the world of fear of the walking dead he never has been
0: they try I mean the, the caliber of work that he does could have redeemed some of the kind of stupider story aspects of it and uh I don't know when you guys kind of fell off the boat but uh I was still on at the season finale of of uh nuclear holocaust that that episode I was still there and then when the next season started i was all, i it's like somebody just shoved me off <laughs> but it was the writers that did that
1: cuz they fucking phoned it in for 2 3 years now i don't i honestly have no idea how they're going to wrap up this entire mess in 6 episodes
0: you know if if i ever have any kind of career in my life again i i hope it i hope that it's has something to do with entertainment but i know it's not going to be fucking television because i've said enough shitty things about writers in hollywood where i'm pretty sure i'm on a list
1: well pretty sure we all
0: are actually
1: oh yeah definitely but we also again we've talked about the fact that a lot of times they are just told what they need to make happen in this episode and they're just like it's got to be this way, right? Right. Sure. Okay. Whatever. Esting came not-
0: back and we didn't like that Reuben blades had, had uh dementia. So we're just going to pretend like he was faking
1: it. We're going to do what you're getting paid to do this. Okay. So yeah. I mean, so farewell, Lenny James, thank you for your efforts. <laughs> yeah, bud.
0: Um, they, uh, I'll be looking for that horror movie that you're going to star in soon.
1: well, Uh, He is always a fine actor to watch work. It's just a shame they gave him such terrible material most of the time on this show.
0: Yeah, I I just want him to be in the the Marvel Cinematic Universe before it's too late. Before literally everyone loses interest, which is happening now, but whatever. That's not what our podcast is about, you guys. This is very true. No.
1: All right, well, we will have to see what happens next. It's going to be interesting, whatever they do, because... I, I guess Madison's the star of the show again. So I guess
0: so. You know, Hooray.
1: We'll have to see what they can do in six episodes to to redeem themselves in a final uh, blaze of glory. But um, I I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> oh well, um, folks. What did you think of this episode? Did you like it? Did you hate it? Did you? Are you happy to see Morgan gone? Are you Are you unhappy? How do you feel about it? We'd love to hear from you guys. You can find us on the social medias. Well, you can maybe find us on the social medias considering the state of Twitter these days. You, know, you can find us on Patreon. If you want to support the show, you can find go to you know, Patreon.com. Look up Zompocalypse now. And if you feel inclined, uh, we'd be happy to uh, to let you. And you can also support the show by giving us a rating on the various podcast platforms. Although not Stitcher for much longer. It's coming to an end um they're rolling stitcher up at the end of august so um but you can you know itunes and apple podcasts and all that fun stuff you can definitely help us out there by giving us a nice rating and we'll do this again because that's what we do here because we're laboring under a curse for the sins of our past lives as always gentlemen i appreciate it thank you dustin thank you tim thank you curtis thank you tim and as always, folks, we thank you for listening. We'll see you on our next episode of Zompocalypse Now. Zompocalypse Now is produced and recorded by Timothy Harvey, Dustin Adair, and Curtis Smith for Just Some Guy Productions. All rights reserved.